Lancaster with Beck Fuel. Matthew Stafford makes his trip back to Detroit as the Rams face the Lions on Wild Card Weekend. The Lions are three and a half point favorites, and I think that hook could be key in a game that should come down to the wire. Both teams have excellent offenses, but I give the edge to the Rams defense and also to their coaching staff and Sean McVay, who has already coached in two Super Bowls. Give me the Rams plus the points to keep it close. I'm PJ Glasser, Bet Smart with Beck QL, and download the BetMGM app today. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Listen, the uh, regular season is great in the NFL. Nothing like, as Jeffrey calls it, with emphasis, Super Wild Card Weekend. That's what the NFL calls it, Super Wild Card Weekend. But you got six games in three days. Uh, no better place to uh, make your wagers than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. That's right. You don't have to win the first $5 bet. Doesn't matter if you win or you lose. You place that first $5 bet, you will get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Calkins. FanDuel.com slash Calkins. That's C-A-L-K-I-N-S. Must be 21 or older in present Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline. 1-800-889-9789. Watch parties aren't what they used to be. Welcome to today's matinee. Ever since we got Xfinity, my little sister and her friends can easily stream all their favorite stuff. We'll start with two episodes of Top Chef, then Chopped. When I was a kid, we'd worry about buffering. Now they just worry about what's on the charcuterie board. Enjoy these fine meats and cheeses. Mm. These are just cut up hot dogs and spray cheese. Indeed. The best way to stream your favorites is on the Xfinity 10G network. Introducing the best value in live TV and streaming on the best network with Xfinity Internet and Now TV. Now through March 21st, get Xfinity Internet for $20 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. Plus, add Now TV with Peacock Premium. A $5.99 a month value included at no extra cost for just $20 a month. Switch today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Now TV requires Xfinity Internet. Equipment taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary. Stream Top Chef on Peacock. As Tennesseans, we all see and appreciate the abundant wildlife around us and the great fishing opportunities we have across our state. Thanks to your Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. I'm Don King, reminding you that none of this would have been possible without the support of hunters and anglers who have purchased licenses and paid the bills over the years. Don't forget to purchase your license this year. It's a great investment in Tennessee's wildlife future. The holidays are over, we're embarking on a new year, and there's no better way to start that new year than with O'Call's semi-annual sale. Maybe you got some beautiful gifts for friends and family during the holidays. Well, now's the time to treat yourself, and you'll find the same stunning fall and winter clothes and the same incredibly helpful people to help you find the perfect thing for you. So stop into O'Call today. It's the only store in town that has been serving Memphians for 164 years. That makes 328 semi-annual sales. Don't let this one go by. 
You're going to feel a puff of air. Jong's optometry has set their sights on staffing up. Try the next line. Hey, Kim, can you tell our two o'clock we're running 15 behind? Sorry, we're a bit backed up today. He needs an optometric technician to keep an eye on it all. Where are the dilation drops? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jeff Calkins. You know when people ask if you have a good dentist to recommend? Well, I have a great dentist. It's Medi Sadegi at the Smile Center. I've been going to the Smile Center for years now. My three boys all go there too. Medi is skilled, he's cheerful, and has always found time when emergencies arise. I honestly couldn't imagine a better dentistry practice than the Smile Center. It's where I send all my friends. So if you're looking for a great dentist, go where my family goes. The Smile Center is conveniently located in Germantown, or you can check them out online at SmileCenterMemphis.com. Brought to you by Health Markets. Health Markets makes it easier to shop for health insurance. Health Markets searches and compares plans, which could save you time and money. Stop by licensed insurance agent Todd Rainey's office across from the Agri Center to discover plans for health, dental, vision, and more. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say Play 92.9 ESPN. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Since the marvel made, that's how it's been, since you've gone again. Back on the Jeff Cockett Show. Let's do this Chris Harrington deal. Now, it's Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more. Presented by the Majestic Grill. Rediscovered downtown dining. Chris Harrington on 92.9's Jeff Cockett Show. Chris Harrington joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? That's uh, Gone Again by Otis Reddy in honor of the obvious. <sighs> this is a bummer. Um, you wrote about it in a piece. I've tweeted it out. I would urge people to read it over at the Daily Memphian. Um, I don't know. Just as you pointed out in your piece, first of all, it's a it's a bummer for Ja himself, right? I think first and foremost, really, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, he was. He had missed, I mean, I did the math, I don't have it remember in front of me, but, but the, the gap from the last game he played where they got run off the floor against the Lakers to his his first game of this season, December 19th, was, you know, 200 and something days, most of which he spent in some kind of exile, essentially, or under suspension. And then he's back and he plays nine games, and now this absence, even if he's ready for opening night, which for the Grizzlies is likely to be October 22nd, if he's ready for opening night, that's going to be another close to 300 days. So you're looking at a span of more than 500 days in which one of the best players in the league will have only played nine games. Um, and, and, and you know, that, that's pretty rough for him. I, I didn't get into this in writing, but you, you sort of you wonder about sort of the mental toll on him in terms of, like, you know, having these absences with everything else that's going on. 
So we'll see. But I think first and foremost, it's rough for, for Morant. The reality is for this Grizzly season, this Grizzly season, as I've been saying for a month, was already more about next season. And now that is even more true than ever. It is a bummer not to be able to see Ja play. It's a bummer that that their hopes for clawing into the play-in seem to be dashed. But, I mean, it'd be worse if you if, if this happened in the middle of the season where they're third in the West and you're thinking about winning a title. Like, that just wasn't going to happen this season anyway. Yeah. Um, in, in, in turn back to the Jostiff real quick. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, it, I mean, he talked in that press conference about protecting his peace, I think, right? And so, right. and at least in the last exile, he was able to play basketball, which is what he loves to do. And now, you know, uh, it's hard to play basketball with one arm. I don't know what the rehab's going to look like, but you're absolutely right in terms of just his, uh, you know, his, his mental state. And I'm not saying anything about his mental state. It would be hard on anybody uh, in that circumstance, given, given right. these back-to-back absences. You also pointed out, it is kind of amazing, everything that he stuffed into those nine games. Like, it was a sensational nine games. Yes. Yeah, there was no ramp-up. He, he arrived fully formed, and it was a reminder of how exciting he is, how galvanizing he can be to a team. Um, and, you know, they lost some games in there, too. They had some bad performances. But but for the 6-3 and three with him, 6-19 and 19 without him, um, setting aside the two games they played without him after he came back. And... And it was, and to me, it was a reminder of sort of what my belief all along, and it's still my belief, that a John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson core can do major things in this league, and now that's just going to have to be put on hold again until, until the fall. How much of, and I want to talk about the rest of the season here in just a minute, but how much of, of the concern, of, I, I, it's a bummer for the rest of this year, for all the, re, we have discussed and we'll discuss. I, I, neither of us are doctors. <laughs> Is there much concern, given the way he plays, given, you know, the way his body get Like, you know, Jeffrey raised this point, and so I'll just say, like, I don't think, I'm not thinking that we've seen the best of Ja. Are, are you? Like, I'm assuming, and who knows? Maybe no, it's unsafe. No, I don't, I don't, yeah. no, I don't think we've seen the best of Ja necessarily, although, I mean, he's made second team All-NBA, finished right. up with the MVP race. There's not a lot good. of that far to go beyond that. And it's not that I think we've seen the last, the best of Ja. It's that, and this is not related to this injury. This was something. This was something that's been talked about with Morant from the jump. Is he the kind of player who his peak will be early, earlier than most, and his peak years, the range of his peak years, will be earlier than most? Is he the kind of guy whose best years are going to happen, you know, from twenty three to twenty eight, not from twenty seven to thirty two or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. And so, you know, he's he's 24 right now. So, I, to me, you worry about Ja in terms of, like, is he going to still be a good player in his mid-30s? That's a long ways away. That's multiple contracts away. And you do worry about the injury stuff. Now, this particular injury was did, not, did happen in a game. It's not a by, necessarily a byproduct of the style of play. It's a little murky in that it, it may have been, with injuries like this, like it might have just happened all at once. And it may have been like an underlying thing that was sort of gradually getting worse, and then and then the, the, the thing that happened over the weekend was a tipping point. My understanding with these kind of injuries is like that it can be the case. It can be be sort of you know a thousand cuts before the the thing that happens that requires you know that you notice or whatever. Um, 
but his style of play and his body type is something that people have have have, have had concerns about in terms of wear and tear. You know, and it's no, and notable, like, and, and there have been multiple reasons for this, not, not all of them injury, but he's never played like a 70 game season, even even in the years where he could have, you know, just because of you sprain an ankle, you, you this, this, and that. And so I think the Grizzlies, for multiple reasons, should be thinking about maximizing next year or the year after when, when he gets back, both because of the contract situations of those players and because Jaw's best years are as likely to be age 25 and 26 as they are age 29 and 30. Um, okay. In terms of going forward here uh, this year, um, obviously the goal, uh, the, you know, the goal is they, they have to be and I'm certain will be focused on next year and the year after. In terms of trying to make them the best selves this year, um, so they're more competitive or more whatever. Will they do anything? Like, do you, do you, do you what are they going to do well, about I, point guard? What do you expect the point guard I, rotation to be? Yeah, I didn't want to get in too much into the weeds of stuff when right. I wrote last night, just because I thought that column might have a little bit more general interest than the people who want to talk about backup point guards. Right. Um, they they have a ball handling problem. They had a ball handling problem before Cha came back, and now that he's gone again, they're back to having a ball handling problem. Marcus Smart is was not envisioned to be a full-time point guard, and that is not his best use. Um, now he's going to basically be in that situation. Uh, Derrick Rose, like, can't stay on the floor. Even when he can, like, you know, there's limitations when he can, but he can't stay on the floor. And so, like, he'll play when he's able, but, like, you can't really depend on that too much. And then, like, Jacob Yolyard, A, is five foot eight or whatever and sort of kills your defense when he's out there. But B, he's on a two-way and he's, there's a cap on how many games he can play. So so he may get back in the mix, but he's going to run out of games at some point. And so just in terms of, like, even, even if you're not going to compete to get into the play-in, and even if, frankly, you decide to quote unquote tank or like you know we're just you know we're, we're taking our foot off the gas with even with what you have, you still have to play forty eight minutes of basketball another I think forty six times, and you have to have ball handling to get you through those minutes. And so I, I think that they may be forced to do something just to add, to give them more ball handling. The problem is they don't have any roster spots, and if they create one, they want to create it for Vince Williams Jr. And so, like maybe there's some kind of minor deal that 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 cleans up other stuff, and along the way you add a, add another point guard to help you get through the season. Maybe when you do add Vince Williams to the main roster, which I think will happen, um, that opens up a two way spot. And you bring in a you know a, somebody to be a fill in point guard there, but just to get you through these games, right, yeah. you may find you have a ball handling problem. I'm um, all right in terms of uh, the rest of this season. Um, what well you mentioned in the in your piece that tanking hey, the, the injuries are going to tank them anyway like so they don't they weren't intentionally tanking in the first twenty five they're going to lose a bunch of games here but at some point you do start deploying people maybe in the last ten games differently depending on they you know they might not mind losing now partly because of Dez and Jaron and they're like they're not going to do that very clearly at this point nor should well, they. It's also a crappy draft. Here's, yeah. Here's here's the real here's the real nuts and bolts issue in terms of the, the question about tanking. The Grizzlies are currently 6 from the bottom if you reverse the standings. They're 6th place in right. the race for like the, the best odds. Detroit's 3 and 33. San Antonio is 5 and 30. Washington is 6 and 30. Charlotte's eight and twenty six. You're not catching those teams even if you put effort into it. No. 
And so the only one we do went over. Portland is the only one right, who you might say. And you, the highest so, you're going to finish is fifth, and you may finish somewhere between fifth and ninth going into the draft. Is my prediction. So right? even yeah, even if you take you know quote unquote active measures to change your draft status, uh, you're probably only going to move one spot at most. Even if you go all out to try to win with the limited roster you have you're probably going to lose three or four spots. So no matter what they do, I think they're going to be somewhere between five and ten in the lottery yeah. odds, regardless of what they do. So it really doesn't matter that much. The odds, honestly, I th- I think the best guess is that they will finish exactly where they are right now, which is six from the bottom is is the likeliest I think, I think scenario. Right. So, and so, they, should, so yeah. they don't need to worry about that. They need to worry about managing the team they have that's best for the team they're going to have. And that, that can pull in different directions. They in some ways, like you need to be playing Marcus Smart to like get a feel for him and build chemistry and whatever. On the other hand, like Marcus Smart is older and injury prone, and you don't want to add wear and tear. And so there's, there, you know, they should manage their team to maximize their team going into next season. And but there are going to be divergent sort of incentives on that as well. But they don't need to be worried about the standings, frankly. In terms of doing that, thinking about next year, what would you say are like the the three biggest things they need to sort out? And by the way, Jaws' absence makes it trickier to sort those things out because some of those things are In how would ways, they have fit yeah. with John Moran, right? Like that's part of it, but they don't have yeah. him, so you have what you have. Yeah. What, what, no, what you, do you, they need to sort out? Um, I, I think the top three players of interest on the floor, like Steven Adams is a separate thing. Right. There's nothing, nothing, John, right. John Moran being, being gone has no impact on that. Um, the top three players on the floor – of, of I think of intrigue at the moment are going to be Marcus Smart, Luke Kennard, and Vince Williams. With Vince Williams, it's a question of, of getting a contract done and, and locking him up. I think I think I think there's a decision made on that. Right. It's just they just haven't done it yet. With Smart and Kennard, like they're both good players. They're both under contract next season. Um, they were both brought in to play roles on a on a competitive Grizzlies team you hope to have next season. So I think more than likely they're both back, but. I think you should be listening <laughs> if teams are interested and you should weigh what's the value of bringing those players back on the contracts they're on versus what's the value of what we could get in return if someone wants to trade for those players. So, so I think, you know, I, I, I think, I think those, those are a little, those are a little more up in the air. I think Kennard more up in the air than smart. I, I think, you know, they had a certain conviction when they brought smart in and, and even though it's been a little up and down, I don't think that conviction has been torpedoed. But with Luke Kennard, you know, now that you brought in Marcus Smart and that Vince Williams has emerged, you know, going into next season, he may be like the fifth perimeter player on your roster. And so do you want that? you want to pay $15 million to a guy who's going to be in that role? Or can, do you think you can get something else for him? You know, I think those are the things that need to be exploring. It's sort of an interesting – it's sort of amazing to think that less shooting would be good. But the, the – the Well, that's the problem. He's the, he's the second best – I think effectively he's the second best shooter on the roster. Bain, he has a higher percentage than Bay, but Bain can actually get shots. So he's like the second best shooter on the roster on a roster that needs shooting. But also he's just not as good of a basketball player all around as those other guys probably. Here's the, the, one of the structural problems is they need one of their four best wings to be a, another one to be a good shooter, and there's it's just not right, and and that's right. that's a it's a difficulty. How about in terms of like all the other pieces, the the Zaire and Roddy and the Ravia and sorting through yeah, that I, I, fun I, box. I think I might write something later this week and literally go through every player on the roster. Right. We can workshop it here. 
That's I, I, th- I mean, you talk about a bummer. It's a bummer for John Morant, first and foremost. It's a bummer for Grizzlies fans. Like, Zaire Williams is somewhere high on the list of people <laughs> right, it's a bummer right, for. Right, yeah. Because he really is elevated by playing with Ja. That really helps him. And, and Ja coming back had already sort of brought him back up into the mix. And it was going to give him a real chance to try to, like, you know, solidify himself. And that's going to be a lot harder for him, I think, the rest of the way. I think he's still, I mean, to me, you, you sort of put Zaire and Santi in one pile. Because those are guys who are, who are extension eligible this summer. So there is some decision that may or may not be made on them this summer. Then you put LaRavia and Roddy in another pile. I think with LaRavia and Roddy, and they've already, you know, brought brought LaRavia back into the roster for the game tonight. So maybe he'll play, maybe he won't. I think with Roddy and LaRavia, it's like, you know, let's give them one more chance time here in the next month, I would guess, ahead of the trade deadline. Um, I, I think I think both of those guys are on pretty thin ice in terms of the Grizzlies looking to see what they need to do to clean up their roster going forward. I think Roddy and LaRavia in particular are more on pretty thin ice. In terms of trade players who they have, who could you imagine them being moved at the at the trade deadline? Um, honestly, it's hard to see Marcus Smart because you gave up so much for yeah, him. It's right. just not no, going to. They're not going to do that. Yeah, no, I don't think. I don't think that's likely at all. I think if someone calls you, you have a conversation, but I don't think that's likely at all. Um, well, you know, if, if there's a team out there that needs some front court depth for their playoff run, right. and like they want to give you a second round pick, like you, Bismack Biyombo and, and Xavier Tillman are very, very available, because I, I don't think that, I think both they're both unlikely to be back next season, and they're heading into free agency. And so that's a situation where if you get past the trade dead, deadline and you don't move anyone. You just need to cut somebody to, to 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 sign Vince Williams. The obvious guys at that point are going to be Tillman and Biombo. Yes, you have a center problem, but once you get past the trade deadline and you're not in the play-in race anymore, it doesn't matter anymore. Do you think there's going to come a moment we're going to see Gigi unleashed? Like, is that what's going to, like a Gigi? And like... oh, I I think Gigi Jackson will find himself playing minutes for the Grizzlies before the end of the season, certainly. I think fans will will get over their skis a little bit <laughs> on Gigi Jackson. We need someone. Um, we need someone now that. Yeah, I I think gone. the the Kenneth Lofton experience. Um, I think the Kenneth Lofton experience, the way that went, um, the Grizzlies will want to not do that again. Meaning, I think the Grizzlies, I'm going to guess, are going to really prefer to try to get Gigi Jackson back next season on a two way again. Give him two years on a two-way before you start trying to bring him up, like you did with Vince Williams. Like Gigi Jackson needs to be on the Vince Williams plan, not the Kenneth Lofton plan. Like, let's see if he's forcing the issue middle of next season uh, before before you start trying to make make a spot for him. That's I think that would be the best for the Grizzlies and the best for Gigi Jackson. But we'll see. And the the last question is: we we've discussed how among the things that the Grizzlies would be analyzing going forward should be the job that Taylor Jenkins has done and will be doing and will he is the right person to continue to lead. It is makes it sort of trickier to analyze Taylor, to, to, to think about Taylor Jenkins, too, for the franchise, doesn't it? To like- yeah, I, I, I think at this point that, 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 that analysis or evaluation, a better word, that evaluation is going to be more internal than what we see in games. Right. It's going to be less like watching games and saying, oh, I don't like the way he ran rotation, the rotation, right. then how, what is his relationship like with the star players and with the front office? And I think that more than more than what we see as fans is going to determine his future. And I assume he'll be back. I assume his I future's fine. But yeah. 
Yeah. All right, Chris, appreciate it. Thanks very much. You can read Chris's piece over at the Daily Memphian. We'll talk to you in tomorrow. Thanks. Um, Thanks. Uh, we do a lot of spots for uh, for for gambling places. I just did a FanDuel spot, and uh, and if you like to wager, and I'd recommend you head over to FanDuel and get your if you're a new user, get your free uh, one hundred fifty dollars in bonus bets. Um, if you are one of the people who struggle with uh, gambling, most people do not, but there are a few. Um, there are some people uh, who 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 about five percent is what the gambling clinic stats say. Um, they spend too much money on gambling. They get into arguments at home over gambling, whatever else. Um, I recommend you call the gambling clinic. They have physical clinics at the University of Memphis and at East Tennessee State over Johnson City. But the one you'll go to the one I presume at the University of Memphis. And the goal is to complete eight to ten weekly individual sessions with someone to help with gambling problems and gambling addiction. Uh, the treatment is focused on what each individual person needs. Um, and the hope, again, is to have eight to ten weekly sessions to put gambling in the right perspective in your life. The gambling clinic is gambling neutral. They, they're not anti-gambling. They're anti-gambling uh, in a way that is destructive to your life. You can check them out at thegamblingclinic.com. Fish on Friday on Tuesday. That's next. Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Tune in to Jason and John for the ultimate Memphis sports experience. From Tiger's pride to Grizzly's grit, it's all right here. J&J Middays, 11 till 2 on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis's sports station. Progressive presents Precious Moments. Yeah, I caught my first fish, Dad. Great job, buddy. He's a beauty. Thanks for taking me fishing. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. The exchange you just heard didn't actually happen, but it could. Bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive and you could use the savings to make sure the boat's always ready for those magical father-son moments. Who knows, maybe someday he'll actually like fishing. So keep the dream alive and the savings coming with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Not available in all states. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. When people have a craving to explore new and traditional Asian cuisines, they head to P.F. Chang's, where scratch-made dishes come from the 2,000-year-old tradition of wok cooking. P.F. Chang's wanted to explore new possibilities for their website. They turned to AmericanEagle.com. AmericanEagle.com re-architected P.F. Chang's website, integrating multiple third-party systems to create a unified digital experience. The results? Improved page speed and performance, personalized content based on users' location, intuitive online ordering, and increase in organic search visibility, and a 40% increase in new users. For scratch-made Asian cuisine, visit your local P.F. Chang's or go to pfchangs.com for website design, development, digital marketing, and hosting that produce efficiency, revenue, and results. Visit AmericanEagle.com. P.F. Chang's and AmericanEagle.com. Another example of the best businesses in the world. Turning to the best in the business for websites, go to AmericanEagle.com or call 877-WEBNOW1. That's 877-WEBNOW1. It was storming last night, big storms last night, and I was thinking of someone, you know, if, if you, 
If a tree falls on your house in that circumstance, water's pouring in, disaster, what do you do? You call Service Master by Cornerstone. You know by now. It's 901-RESPOND is the phone number. And uh, and whether it is, uh, we're, we're dealing with cold weather now, whether it's pipes exploding, uh, whether it is uh, storm damage, whether it is smoke damage, whether it is mildew, I mean, not mold, whether it's mold, uh, it's uh, Service Master by Cornerstone there for you. They've got a 24-hour phone line. They're locally owned, they're locally operated. Service Master was the number one Service Master, uh, Service Master by Cornerstone, the number one Service Master franchise in the country. They work with every insurance company. Again, uh, lock that number into your phone or just remember it. 901-RESPOND. Easy enough because when that moment comes, we hope it doesn't happen to you. Uh, it's good to know that folks like Service Master by Cornerstone are there you get to get you out of your predicament. 901-RESPOND. It is Service Master by Cornerstone. Laurelwood Shopping Center is your unique shopping experience with a charming and distinctive gathering of fine stores. With everything from home decor and furnishings, personal service, men and women's apparel, dining and accessories, and specialty, Laurelwood is Memphis's premier open-air shopping and dining destination. Stay up to date with store promotions, new store announcements, and more by signing up for our email list at laurelwoodmemphis.com or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Laurelwood Shopping Center is located on Poplar between Perkins Extended and Grove. Park. As good as the regular season is, there's nothing like NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Six games, three days. For these teams, it's win or go home. But you always have a spot in the playoffs with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers can get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. G-A-B-E-K to join today. That's FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. G-A-B-E-K. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports book partner of the NFL and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21 plus and president in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions do apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, very, very simple. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Contact Tax Relief Helpers for details and restrictions. Attention anyone that owes money to the IRS. The IRS has restarted aggressive enforcement actions against taxpayers who owe back taxes that were temporarily suspended for COVID. If you owe $10,000 or more, you must hear this because now is the time to clear your IRS tax debt. A special toll-free number has been established so you can stop penalty fees, avoid liens, levies, and other hostile measures by the IRS. Call Tax Relief Helpers right now at 800-824-1169. Tax Relief Helpers will provide you with the maximum protection afforded by law. I got behind on my taxes and owed $48,000. I didn't know what to do. I called and they got my bill lowered to just $3,500. I owed $87,000 in taxes and it was scary. I got the amount I owed down to just $3,500. I saved $83,500. If you owe money to the IRS, don't wait another day. Call 800-824-1169 right now before the IRS enforces liens, levies, and other aggressive measures. The call and consult are absolutely free. Call now. Call 800-824-1169. 800-824-1169. 800-824-1169. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-973-7809 now. 
Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-973-7809. That's 800-973-7809. What do you have to lose? Call 800-973-7809. Again, 800-973-7809. The NFL playoffs live on Odyssey. Westwood One brings you all the action from Wild Card Weekend. Streaming live on the free Odyssey app. And off McCaffrey runs the powers into the end zone. Touchdown 49ers. The excitement is contagious as teams start their journey towards the big game. End zone, right side. It is cut. Touchdown, Pukunakua. Listen to every game live from Westwood One. Get in the game and download the free Odyssey app today. A-U-D-A-C-Y. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. For over 35 years, my mission has been to deliver more for our clients. Today, Morgan & Morgan has more offices, more staff, and more lawyers than any other injury firm in the world. Visit ForThePeople.com for an office near you. She my bag. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing Zero since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. So I saw this recently, the Majestic Grill, which I've been talking about with great enthusiasm, recently voted the best place to host a rehearsal dinner. I'm, I'm going to get married. I don't think I'm going to have a rehearsal dinner. Um, I don't think I have a wedding, honestly. But uh, Majestic Grill, best place to host a rehearsal dinner. You know why? Because the food is delicious. It's got this historic, historic, elegant setting, a gracious staff. It's the best place to host a rehearsal dinner. But that also means, like, whatever event you're holding, it's a great place to hold an event. Uh, and you can, you can. They have a dedicated events manager, make sure it all goes smoothly. Go visit them at Memphis Grill. That's G R I L L E dot com slash events, and they'll hook you up. I'll also tell you, by the way. And Denny Riley from the Majestic reminds me this: this is a great time to support. January is a great time to go out and support your local restaurants. Eh, maybe December, everything's too busy. You're rushing around. Everything's crowded. Whatever else. January, go out support your local restaurants. And have a relaxed meal. It is the Majestic Grill right there at 145 South Main Street. Joined now by Charles Fishman, our man in Washington, D.C., author of three New York Times bestsellers, most recently, One Giant Leap by the Extraordinary Efforts of Ordinary Americans to Get Us to the Moon. Also a three-time winner of the Gerald Loeb Award for Excellence in Business Writing, a retired Mississippi River tugboat deckhand, and the reason he is a retired Mississippi River tugboat deckhand is, and this is very timely, he suffered the exact same injury as John Morant. Charles, can you dunk a basketball? Can you, are you back to, did it set you you back? You can't Uh interview John today, but the exact same injury. Exactly. I don't think think John was, I don't think he fell down the stairs inside the cabin of the, like I did. No, maybe not. He was hurt in practice. I was not practicing working on the tugboat. I was working. Yeah. Uh, no, I tore my. I I dislocated my shoulder. Yeah. Uh, I, I think my injury was. I was not subluxing. Sublux is where it pops in and pops back out. This is my left shoulder. I'm left-handed. 
they actually had to, just like the Alaska Air event, they had to declare an emergency. Yep. Pull over pull the, the pull tugboat, tugboat and the barge. That's embarrassing, Charles. Rural They're going to have to wheel the nerd to get, the, get you off the boat because you fell down the <laughs> stairs. in an ambulance. They it's did pathetic. not put the shoulder back until I got to the emergency room. So I was in pain for now. Crazy. I want to know what Anyways, the recovery was like. What was the recovery then, like? And yeah. then eventually, I did it two more times. Yeah. And then I had it repaired. Oh, I see. My jaw is gonna. And it was my left hand. So I had to have my left arm strapped to my body. And, and I had to put my notebook under my left hand and write with my fingers. But I want everybody to know. I am unimpaired. I am back. I came back completely. All of my reporting skills, including being able to write with my left hand, completely restored. So I think Jaw is going to be fine. I think Jaw is going to be fine. I, I, that's, that would be how I would relate my experience to his experience. Okay. Well, let me ask you this then. Is Boeing going gonna to be fine? Because we did t- tell people, if they, if they haven't, presumably a lot of people at this point have seen the video of it. Is Boeing going to be fine? What the hell happened there with that Alaska Airlines flight? Yeah, that was that was kind of a crazy, dramatic event. I did a tweet thread about this, which has gotten more views than anything I have ever tweeted in my life. Three million views for the first tweet. Just amazing. Somebody really grabbed that and made it go. I don't know who it was. So um, this Alaska Air 737 had an extra emergency exit that it didn't need. And so it was sealed. They're, they're using the phrase door plug. It's a door insert. It's just a, a something in the shape of a door that fit in that slot and was bolted into place and had a window. And I think you could probably tell it was a place where there could be an exit, but there wasn't. And the plane is flying along, uh, left Portland for um, uh, Oakland, California, and they had just cleared 10,000 feet. You know, that's when the, when the chime goes off and you're allowed to put your tray table down and undo your seat and go to the bathroom if you want to. And um, the door insert blew out and left a hole exactly the size and shape of a door in the left side of the plane. This was, this was in row 26. And, and when that happens, of course, the entire plane which is pressurized in order to fly, it's, it's normal pressure inside, almost no air pressure outside, all of the air pressure in the plane just explosively rushes out the hole right. and pulls all kinds of stuff with it. Right. We're lucky and it didn't so pull this, a human being out, to, uh, out with it. It could have been absolutely disastrous. Um, it, could, it could have been disastrous. So it, it did pull... A shirt off, off, off a, a, of a little eight or nine year old boy. His shirt was sucked off his body and out the hole. Two iPhones sucked out. They had both been covered so in teddy bear. Um, let me ask what, you this. So Hold on. I, I want to. I, I want to ask you this. Because I, I, I want to ask you two things. One is I, I want to talk about. Boeing and Alaska Airlines and how they handled it and all of that, because I think it's really interesting going forward, including the fact that this very plane had had warnings about pressurization uh, and they kept flying the thing. So I want to talk about that in a minute. But before that, you had a thread on Twitter slash X about the FAA and this incident and and government and sort of the way it all worked. And I thought that was really interesting, and I wanted to ask you about that. What, what, what struck you from that perspective? Well, so, I mean, look, 
this could have been a disaster. The plane, the flight crew, by the way, all female flight crew, wheeled the plane around, brought it down to a much safer altitude. I think they were on the ground back in Portland eight minutes later. Um, so everybody worked together to get this plane on the ground. What happens at the Portland airport is they clear the decks. They, these guys, these the pilot and the co-pilot declared an emergency. They they were under pressure of all kinds themselves. They didn't know this was going to happen. The cockpit doors on these planes, as we all know, are locked and secured with bars now. But when there's a when there's a violent decompression, the cockpit door opens automatically. So the cockpit door flew open. The the critical paper checklist, the the quick reference checklist to land flew out of the cockpit back into the main part of the cabin. Uh, so they didn't have that document. The, the, the first officer, the co-pilot, her headset was ripped off. So, so but they, you can hear them on the, on the air traffic control recordings, just, just exactly what, you know, the cliche, totally cool, we're declaring an emergency, we've had a, a, a violent decompression, we need to get this plane back on the ground. Um, and the, and the flight attendants also performed great. There were, among other things, on this plane, three unattended, th- I'm sorry, three lap babies, three infants that weren't under seatbelts. Okay, so if this plane, the reason this all didn't turn into a much worse disaster with people dead is because it was at 16,000 feet. Ten minutes later, it would have been at 30,000 feet. And the differential between the pressure outside and the pressure inside would have been much more dramatic. And, and lots of other things would have been sucked out. It might have been impossible for you to hold on to your child. So, but what happened was they got it on the ground safely. The whole plane did not tear itself apart, even though there was a huge hole in the side and it was flying at 410 miles an hour. And so what I tweeted was a thread that said, you know, something went wrong, but at the moment something went wrong, a dozen systems of, of engineering, safety, and people swung into action as they were trained to do, as they were designed to do, and this plane got on the ground safely. Literally flying is safer than taking your dog for a walk in America. There are almost never any fatal accidents in in flying. And the reason is because when there's an accident like this, like they've recovered the door, the the, the plug that fell into a science teacher, they're doing metal analysis on that now. There's this incredible effort to answer every question about what happened and to fix it. Boeing, the, the flight crew and the flight attendants didn't know the cockpit door was going to fly open. This hasn't happened on these new planes in a long time. And Boeing didn't have that in their training materials. By the way, if you experience a violent decompression, in addition to everything else you need to know, the, the door's going to fly. The larger point, I guess, though, is that so we, tend to, we, tend to rip on, we tend to rip on government as ineffective and uh, intrusive or whatever it else. But as, a, as a drag on efficiency, as a waste of money, as people who don't know what they're doing. We, the but this is the FAA safety and government actually NTSB, working. The airlines. It, we have, it is cheaper to fly today than it was 40 years ago, and it is 
20 or 30 or 40 times safer than it was. This is a heavily regulated industry, and everything about an airplane is predetermined. That, that literally, how many spins the nuts have that secure this door, that's specified. And yet, it's a, it's a wonderfully competitive industry. It's a, you can, we complain about flying, but it's, it's a, well, yeah, the flying experience, we, we can, we can, we can certainly say that that hasn't been, we can certainly say that hasn't been handled well, but it's interesting because people aren't, this is a, this is a perfect example of government doing exactly what you want government to do over and over with great effectiveness. And actually the last three or four of my tweets were, what if we treated other responsibilities of government the way we treat airplane safety, right? So this is, this is an area of the economy. So there's, there's, they are partnered with the airlines. They are partnered with the, with the companies that make airplanes. Imagine treating poverty as if it were a phenomenon that could somehow be reduced, eliminated, treated in a non way. A problem to be solved. A problem to be solved. Technocrats Imagine working on medical a problem. Care. Yeah, right. Hospitals, yeah. hospital and hospital errors, if you've had if you've had to take care of somebody who's been in the hospital, and I have several times in the last few years, hospitals just don't work very well. And imagine if they had this kind of system in place to make sure that they didn't make the same mistake over and over again. The same people who work in hospitals work on airlines, right? So all the same kinds of people. And so I just said, you know, it would be good to think about places where this model might work. And people will be like, oh, this was a disaster. How can you say, you know, you're just doing PR for Boeing. I'm not doing PR for Boeing. Boeing, somebody clearly screwed up. Um, Boeing has a subcontractor that, that assembles the fuselages. And the door, these door plugs are not installed by the airlines. They're actually installed by Boeing and by their subcontractor, Spirit Aerosystems. So anyway... Uh, go ahead and ask your questions. There's a couple of... In, there's, there's oh, you're letting me ask questions on my yeah, own radio show. This is... Jeffrey, mark this down. What's the date? This is... Uh this is January 9th. Yeah, right. By the we way, are okay, at, uh, I, 10.45 a.m. I'm, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, I'll ask you one more question about this, then I want to move on. So what do we think, by the way, is Alaska Airlines had gotten notifications that this plane... The little, it's like your check engine light going off, right? It's such that exactly. they said, let's not fly this plane to Hawaii. They do fly to Hawaii because if something bad happens over water, it's going to be a problem. Well, why the hell are they flying it at all then? With all due <laughs> somebody, respect. Somebody tweeted, <laughs> if the plane can't fly over the Pacific Ocean, I don't really want to be on it when it's flying over, <laughs> right. over exactly. California either. What the hell? Uh, they, they I ignore a, my they, check engine light. For the record, I do ignore my check engine light. But it can't yeah, plummet the, from ten thousand feet. The, my minivan. The distance, the distance from the front seat of your minivan to, to the, the ground, ground is, right? Is exactly. Smaller. Yeah. So no, they had a they had a warning light that came on um, three times about the pressurization system inside the airplane, the thing that keeps the airplane, uh, you know, supplied with air and pressure, so it's safe to, to to ride in. And and the mechanics went and checked both the pressurization system and the warning light. And they couldn't find a problem. Last night at 11 o'clock, the NTSB said, we don't think there's a connection. These airplanes are so complicated. They have lots and lots of warning lights. Airplanes famously, ordinary people don't know this, but unlike cars, pilots consider warning lights so irritating that you can 
turn the warning lights off. Like, okay, I've got that warning light. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to unplug it. So it doesn't glare at me. So they were comfortable that there probably wasn't a problem that was serious enough to ground the plane. I, you know, it, I think there's always a lot of stuff going on that we don't know. And that's fine. Right. You know what I mean? Like the guy who's taking out your appendix, you know, he, he, he might have a cold or whatever, like people, you know, all kinds of stuff happens that you don't know about and that's okay because you would end up okay, worrying. Well, but we've all been at the gate when they said, ah, we've got a warning right, light here right. about our uh, landing gear door. We're going to have the mechanics check it out. We'll just sit tight like that. Okay. The most important thing is wear your seatbelt. It always seems so stupid. It seems so stupid. Like it's going to save me if I crash that I have a seat. But it's true. If you're going to be torn through the damned window, it makes sense. I want to move on. I want to move on. What about the tray table? The tray table from the seat nearest the door that blew out, the tray table and two headrests were ripped off and and flew out the the gap. Just wear your seatbelt. Who cares? Okay, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Speaking of things we don't know, yesterday... I had a colonoscopy, and I talked about it probably too much, but I want people to get their colonoscopies. And uh, so I talked about it on this radio show. I talked about it on Gabe's radio show. I would still urge people to get their colonoscopies. It was basically effortless, certainly for me anyway. So, um, but everybody knew where I was and what I was doing. (laughs) And you made full notification. And I am not the secretary of freaking defense. Uh, Meanwhile, the actual secretary of defense was in the hospital uh, and uh, out of commission, evidently, or in the ICU or something, and he didn't think to tell anyone, uh, the president or anyone else? That's just bizarre. There really haven't been many scandals in the Biden administration at all. And I think, to me, this qualifies as an actual. Do you not know the word, the name Hunter Biden? Does that not ring a bell? He's not part of Biden. <laughs> I don't. I didn't know this. He was the cabinet. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um, yes. A member of the cabinet. Um, Lloyd Austin. I don't Lloyd know, Austin. You count the maybe the third or fourth or fifth most important person in the whole country. Right. He's in charge of the entire military of the United States of America. Eight hundred. Here's how big that is. A couple of wars going on, too. Like it seems like a million dollars for the Pentagon. Seven hundred and fifty billion dollars for everything else America does. (laughs) So. Right. And there's two wars right now that we're participating in. He goes into the hospital December 22nd for what they have only described as a medical procedure. He spends the night, December 22nd, goes home, never reports that to anybody. Then on January 1st, that was not yesterday, Monday, but a week ago, Monday, uh, you know, a holiday. He is in so much pain as a result of something going wrong from that procedure that, that the defense secretary is taken to Walter Reed Army Medical Center in an ambulance. Doesn't tell anybody. Uh, doesn't, uh, that's Monday. On Tuesday, he tells some of his senior staff, his chief of staff, his chief military aide, but he doesn't tell the second in command of the Pentagon, the deputy defense secretary. He doesn't tell anybody at the White House until Thursday. So the secretary, and he was in intensive care. It was bad enough that he was in intensive care. So the secretary of defense, who is making decisions about, like, American forces are under attack in the Middle East. Who, who, what's the response? The, 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 uh, a, a, a relative of mine who, who is part of the government said 
the situation room at the White House knows the location of everybody all the time because they have to be able to assemble that group. No one told the White House. No one told the president. Of course, he was in a military hospital, so technically everybody in the hospital taking care of him works okay, for so him. It's weird on his part. Is he going to get it's fired for weird. this? It's, it's just it's weird on his part. A, it, I'll be honest. If I were the president, I would fire him. This morning, Kevin McCarthy, the, the, the Republican House Speaker who was deposed, um, has now left the House. He quit. He quit right. his seat. Yep. I can't be the boss. I don't want to play. He was on CNBC this morning, and here's what he said. Biden is so out of it, he doesn't even know where his Secretary of Defense is while two wars are being fought. He said it three times, just like that. Well, you know what? <laughs> He's kind of right. The, the, the defense secretary should let the president of the United States know where he is and what. At one point, the deputy defense secretary, the second in command who wasn't told about this, was given authority to run the military. She was on holiday break in Puerto Rico. The, the secretary of defense has his whole house is secured. He has secure communication. This he is just weird. It's in just a little weird. convoy. So, so the, the whole thing is totally inappropriate. They, Biden and, and Lloyd Austin have a good relationship. I, I just think this is such a breach of trust that you... There's some Pepsi news that you wanted to discuss. Are you a Pepsi drinker, by the way? Are you a Pepsi drinker or a Coke drinker? Or what are I, you? I, will, I will skip the soda if when I say, are you a Coke or Pepsi place, they say we're Pepsi. I'm, really? I'm You're one of those people. I'm, I mean, so is my I'm, wife. I, I find this it's just bizarre. People, yeah, no, never. I, I know there are lots of people like that, but I, I've always found, are they that different? It's a little more oh, metallic. Absolutely. No, not absolutely. absolutely. They're just colas, man. Well, that's fine. I'm sorry, you get to tell me? You get to tell me whether I think they're that different? <laughs> okay, no, anyway. No. So, but, but Pepsi, so what about Pepsi? Drink, Why, is I, I love, Why is it in the news? I love Lay's potato chips. Um, I love, I don't love uh, Doritos. I love rolled thin. gold uh, pretzels. Those are all Pepsi products. Anyway, Pepsi, oh. there's a huge retailer in Europe. Yeah, it's, it's not quite the Walmart of Europe. There is a Walmart of Europe. It's kind of the target of Europe. It's called Carrefour. Yeah. C-A-R-R-E-F-O-U-R. Yeah. They're having a fight. Jeffrey's Pepsi been there. Uh, I, I, I've been there many, many Jeffrey's times. Jeffrey's been to Carrefour. Yeah. Of course oh, he has. Have been to Carrefour? Of course he's been to Carrefour. Of course. Carrefour. And we even have like a Carrefour center here in Memphis. And I was like, oh. I, it's I, not related. I, not at all. No, it's totally. It's a last name. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so what's. what's and, and Pepsi, Carrefour announced that they were pulling all Pepsi products wow. from their shelf. And they put up signs saying we have pulled the Doritos Why? and the Lay's and the Pepsi. Well, off the oh, oh, not just the Pepsi. They're too expensive. They're too wow. expensive. Pepsi has not met our require our, our This is a little bit like what you see between cable TV providers. Mm-hmm. It's like Sometimes. I can't watch it's this carriage, game. It's a carriage. Uh, I, I can't yeah. watch this game because they're charging us too much, and so we're not going to supply it for you. And it's just like that, except it's Doritos, right? And you never see this. These kind of fights, these Carrefour and Pepsi negotiate every day all the time over price. But the fights don't break. When was the last time, you know, Kimberly Clark or Kraft pulled their barbecue sauce from Walmart? It just doesn't Or said it if they did. Like, there are people who Here's, don't sell to Walmart because Walmart wants you to don't sell at Walmart. Walmart none, none, insists that you be cheap, None of the right? big boys, my friend. None of, nobody just scared right. Pepsi. Here's the interesting thing. In the fall, Carrefour was already so irritated at Pepsi. 
that it was labeling Pepsi products as shrinkflation. It was warning its customers that to warn Pepsi, shrinkflation. Has, Pepsi has put this product on our shelves. It looks like what you've always been buying, but, but the, it's it not. Change. All right, we got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. That's uh, Charles Fishman, C. We Fishman on Twitter. Get out of here. No, bye. Hang up on him. Cut him off. C. Fishman on Twitter or X. You notice he's still trying to talk? Can't have that. It's not his radio show. My God. Uh, Leaders Credit Union is a, a not-for-profit financial institution. And I say those words, and you think, well, okay, well, what's that, what's that even mean? What it means is they offer full-service banking, checking, savings account, loans, mortgages, credit cards, except they operate for the benefit of the members, not for the benefit of themselves. Leaders Credit Union. That's what a credit union does. For example, right now, you can get a uh, 5% checking account Special, it's 5% on a checking account, no monthly fee, no minimum balance, balance, easy access to your money through their mobile app. If you want to learn more, uh, go to LeadersCU, that's Leaders and then the letters CU.com slash ESPN, LeadersCU.com slash ESPN. Jeffrey, what is next on this mournful day? Here's what's coming up next. Here's what's coming up next on Jason and John. Jessica Benson will join them today. Tim Murray joins us on Giannato and Jeffrey. Jeff, of course, with Gabe at 5 o'clock. Thanks for listening, everybody. We got to get out of here. Back tomorrow. Our work is done. Bane followed Jim with a right hand. Came from nowhere and thumps it down. Hoop City's team. Hoop City's station. 92.9 FM ESPN. BetMGM, authorized gaming partner of the NBA, invites you to be a major baller this season. And here's your opportunity for a fast break at BetMGM, whether your wager ends up being nothing but net or not. Right now, existing customers can log into their account and receive an NBA bet insurance token. Simply log in to your already created account to receive a token. Add a wager on any NBA game to your bet slip and activate the token. If your wager is an air ball with the token attached, you'll receive your stake back in bonus bets up to $25. Don't miss out on your chance to turn an air ball into a major rebound with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus to wager. Tennessee only. Existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. It's time to talk trash, Mid-South. This is Rick West with Waste Connections and Team Waste. Our Memphis and Collierville campuses are currently hiring CDL drivers, driver helpers, diesel mechanics, and PM techs. We offer competitive pay, great benefits, and at the end of each workday, you get to be home with your family. Our culture is built on taking care of each other and the communities we serve. Apply today at careers at wasteconnections.com and be a part of a great team. Connect your future with Waste Connections and Team Waste. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
The Frame Corner is your place for all your sports and memorabilia framing. They specialize in making that winning photo, special sports moment, or any of your sports collectibles into a prized possession you can put on display. Since 1975, The Frame Corner has been Memphis' premier framing experts. So bring those sports memories to The Frame Corner and let them turn it into something special. The Frame Corner, 5035 Park Avenue in Memphis. Call 682-9901 or visit FrameCornerMemphis.com. Watch parties aren't what they used to be. Welcome to today's matinee. Ever since we got Xfinity, my little sister and her friends can easily stream all their favorite stuff. We'll start with two episodes of Top Chef, then Chopped. When I was a kid, we'd worry about buffering. Now they just worry about what's on the charcuterie board. Enjoy these fine meats and cheeses. Mm. These are just cut up hot dogs and spray cheese. Indeed. The best way to stream your favorites is on the Xfinity 10G network. Introducing the best value in live TV and streaming on the best network with Xfinity Internet and Now TV. Now through March 21st, get Xfinity.